Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Here you go. Here you go. Breaking news. We've got breaking news today and nothing personal. The Major League Baseball season is in jeopardy. David, can you get on the air? It's CBS. Hurry up. We got breaking news. Rob Manford said they may not play. It's Everything's going to be fine. Everyone breathe. Ten minutes later, breaking news. Breaking news. There is no agreement between the players and the owners. Season on the line. Everyone be calm. It's going to be fun. break. We have new breaking news today. There is an outbreak in Miami. The entire season is in jeopardy. All right. I'm getting on the air. We'll talk about it. I think it's going to be okay. Oh, God. Yes, I'm still dressed. All right. I know I'll put my blazer on. That's fine. Breaking news. The Cardinals have an outbreak. That's it for sure. Season's done. Well, guess what? Ladies and gentlemen, it may feel like June, but it's about to be October. We somehow made it through a Major League Baseball season. Was it a season? You know, one of the things that we debate internally in baseball is length of season. We hear you, the fans. 162 is too long. It's every day. You can't follow. The dog days of summer, we'd call them when your team's out of the race and it's sveltering outside. No one cares. You win or lose. No one's going to games. And I don't mean just Miami. Well, I think we've learned several things from this 60 game regular season. I say 60. Not everyone played 60. Cardinals ended up at 58. I think three teams may not have gotten all the way to 60. So what are the top takeaways given that the 2020 blink ready on three? We're all going to blink one, two, three. That's it. The regular season's done. MLB regular season is over. What did we learn? What are the general takeaways? Number one, I think we learned that 60 games is too short for a season. We remember all the arguing that happened about how many games can be played. Let's play as many as possible. We can only play 60. There's losses. There's front page articles about finances. There's fighting. There's the calendar. We won't play in November. There's going to be a second wave. There's a first wave. There's a third wave. Is it the second wave? It's still the first wave. Maybe we're up to the fourth wave. We can't afford it. We're going to play. We're going to fight. We're going to settle on 60. We're going to implement. All these things happened. I think we all agreed 60 is not a representative season. Doesn't mean we have to go back to 162, which we're going to do. Maybe we settle upon 154, maybe even 150 if we can work out some new TV deals, meaning the local TV deals, which promise 162 games in general. But all this talk this weekend about the season being over, who won the batting title, who won the most, the home run title, RBIs. We had all this talk about records and Cy Youngs and MVPs and playoff teams and playoff droughts. Believe me, there's no one happier than I 
that the Marlins are in the playoffs. No more talk of the longest National League drought. It's done. The Marlins are in the playoffs. Is it an asterisk for any of the 16 teams? Not when you're running a team. If you want to be a talking head in the media or you want to have a show where you can say, hey, this whole season is a bunch of crap. It doesn't mean anything. Whoever wins the World Series, they deserve a Cracker Jacks ring. Cracker Jacks or Cracker Jack? I think it's Cracker Jack. A Cracker Jack ring. What happens when you have two boxes of Cracker Jack? Is it two boxes of Cracker Jack or two boxes of Crackers Jack or two boxes of Cracker Jacks? I don't know, Coca. All I know is that whoever gets through the gauntlet of October will have a World Series, will have a World Series ring. There will not be an asterisk because as time passes, you forget what the asterisk was for. DJ LeMayhew won the batting title for the New York Yankees. First player to win the batting title in the National League and the American League. Would there be an asterisk that it was over 60 games? Yankees had a home run champion, Luke Voigt, a batting champion, DJ LeMayhew. First time since the 60s, I want to say, with Mantle, Maris. I could be wrong, but it's something like way back then. Or maybe it was even more recently with A-Rod. I'm blanking. But either way, they have it. No asterisk. Marcelo Zuna won the RBI and the home run title in the National League. Will he get paid? Will he not get paid? Will he not get paid because it was only a 60-game season? Do the White Sox not get to say that they're in the playoffs for the first time in almost forever? Not as far as, not as long as the Marlins. They limped in. But do they say, hey, it was just 60 games? The teams who were underneath 500, do they just say, Hey, losing teams are in the playoffs. Brewers, a losing team. Astros, a losing team. Guess what? Craig Council had a quote yesterday. The quote was, our regular season record doesn't matter. We have to win, count it, two games in the wild card, three games in the division series, that's five. Four in the LCS, that's nine. Four in the World Series, that's 13. We are 13 wins away from the first ever World Series in Milwaukee. He's right. Do you know how many games back the Brewers are of the Los Angeles Dodgers, their first round opponents? Wait for it. Say it with me. Zero. Zero. What else did we take away from this season? Boy, it didn't start off well. Outbreaks. COVID. Remember when Clevenger and Plezak of the Indians went out? and got caught and got sent down, and then Clevenger got traded to the Padres, and then he got hurt for the Padres, and he may not be their number one starter in the playoffs because he's hurt. And all of a sudden, there was lockdown. There was a hall monitor. Remember that? Seems like a year ago. There's guards in the lobby of the hotel. Well, somehow, MLB made it through. The players got responsible. Do you know how many organizations had positive COVID tests this season? 29. Every organization except for the number three seed in the National League, Chicago Cubs, who are hosting the Miami Marlins on Wednesday, game one of the wild card round. The Cubs were the only organization without a positive test. But the players paid attention. They got strict. They got serious. And it shows that if you just follow some simple rules and be smart, that we can find a semblance of normalcy. We learned that spring training was way too short the second time around. All the complaining that I used to do, I will never do again about the length of spring training. 
as an executive, I hated. I knew it was always for the pitchers to get ready. The position players were grumpy. No one liked doing all the drills, the PFP, pitchers fielding practice. None of it matters once the regular season starts because the errors happen. You're tired. You're hot. It rains. You sit through meaningless games, 30 spring training games. Well, there were about two spring training games in spring training part two, and the injuries were insane. I think we've learned our lesson. We also learned, and I agree, no one paid attention to my playoff scenario from May, which had 13 teams in it. 16 is too many. We covered on nothing personal, and I think it's now confirmed. You can rest assured, as happy as you are in Milwaukee, the number eight seed, as happy as you are in in, uh, I'm blanking, but I'm going to say that Toronto is the number eight seed in the American League. As happy as you are in those two cities, you know very well, 16 is too many. Next year, it will be decreased. We learned that the various things that could happen over a 60-game season, the variability that Major League Baseball was trying to legislate out of the game in order to protect the best teams from having a bad start and not making the playoffs. We learned that when you're really, 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 really super good, you're super really, really good. The Los Angeles Dodgers were the best team in February. They're the best team in September. And what does that mean for October? Zilch. Remember that you could limp into the playoffs the way the White Sox are, two and eight. You can be hot heading into the playoffs. I wonder who the hottest team in the playoffs. I'm going to have to say the Indians at eight and two in that division could be the hottest team going into the playoffs. And you know what? When the games start, it's just not going to matter. Does that mean I think that the White Sox have an actual chance over the A's? You'll hear at the end of this show. But the Dodgers were far and away the best team preseason, during the season. Will they finally bring home their first World Series trophy since 1988? And if they do, you think for one minute, Vince Scully will do a Twitter video saying, eh, it's a bit of an asterisk. No, they won't. No, he won't. No, it won't. What else did we learn? We learned that if you make a good signing, it can really help your team. DJ LeMayhew has been the best Yankee free agent signing. I don't want to hear about any other free agent signing. Not Cole. Go all the way back. Go back 10 years. Find me a better free agent signing than the two-year deal that they gave DJ LeMayhew. Best value in the game. I was critical of that signing because at the time, and, and I'm going to stick to this criticism. The Yankees overpaid for him. The reason why LeMayhew took that deal is the Yankees offered him the most money by a factor of four to six million dollars over the course of a two year deal. But the Yankees ended up getting value four to six million dollars less than what they had to pay per year at minimum. LeMayhew turned himself into the best value in the game. We learned that when Bieber's trending on Twitter, that you don't have to look for Stephen Baldwin's daughter. That's Haley Baldwin. Have I ever, Coke, have I told my parting with Stephen Baldwin stories? I do not know whether I've ever done that on the air or even when we've been off the air. Stephen Baldwin is a guy in Montreal, is an actor from uh, The Usual Suspects. Too much to get into, but one, maybe a mailbag pod will get into that. 
he was something. He's now born again. He has a daughter. His son-in-law is Justin Bieber. Bieber trending on Twitter because Shane Bieber, not Justin Bieber, Shane Bieber won the pitching triple crown. Not bad, right? It's 12 starts or 13 starts. Don't take away from the season Bieber had. But when you have an ERA under two like Bauer did, let's say this season Trevor Bauer is going to win the National League Cy Young, doing it for 60 games is not even remotely close to what it is to do that over 160 games. 12 starts versus 33 starts. It is a completely different ballgame. Is it an asterisk? No. Shane Bieber will go down as having won the Triple Crown this year. Does that mean that he's all of a sudden the best pitcher in the game? Not for me. He's the best pitcher in the game right this second. Another takeaway we learned is that owners, as much as we tell them, listen, don't lose your mind this season. I think we have a good team. It's only 60 games. We don't have time to rebound the way the Nationals did last year at 19 and 31 and then win the World Series. We don't have time to test our depth over 162 games. By the way, the Nats started this season 19 and 31 as well. Oops, not enough time to recover. I think it got them. They did recover out of the basement. I think the Mets may have finished in last place. The owners were told, please do not do anything rashly, emotionally. Not going to work. When you are the owner of the Boston Red Sox and you've brought in Chaim Bloom to be your chief baseball officer, you're not keeping Ron Renicky. You signed him as an interim manager. For whatever reason, you named him the permanent manager a few weeks after he was named the interim manager because his name was not implicated in the commissioner's report on sign stealing. And then they announced they're not renewing him. Of course they're not. Chaim Bloom wants his own manager. I get it. What about the Mets? They're with the Red Sox, tied for last place with the Nationals. Terrible season. Pete Alonso is no longer rookie of the year. He was now a second-year player. Jacob DeGrom won't win the Cy Young, but another tremendous season. And all of it added up to bupkis. Steve Cohn, the new owner, is going to come in, replacing Fred Wilpon, who owned a team for his last game. I remember the last game I was a part of in Major League Baseball. You remember it. Fred Wilpon's last game, not exactly worthy of remembering, but he will. We know that Steve Cohn is bringing in Sandy Alderson. What will Sandy Alderson do? Bring in a new GM? Yes. Bring in a new manager? Likely. Because it's a new owner? No. Because they need a different direction. Will they go back to Beltran? Do they think Louis Rojas was enough? They loved Louis Rojas during the season when they were winning. They then lost some games. Is he still the chosen one? Having been hired in a New York minute after they had to get rid of Beltran when they couldn't handle the heat. Will Kyan Bloom bring back Alex Cora? His suspension's over. No. Will it be rumored? Yes. Will it happen? No. When you can't fire your manager, start thinking about your GM. The Philadelphia Phillies are two out of 13 years done with Bryce Harper. Two years of JT Realamuto done. Take away from that, it, without a bullpen and without starting pitching, you can have a great lineup, the best players in the game, and you are not going to win. Period. You need pitching. Take a look at the Angels. Wait a minute. 
What do the Los Angeles Angels and the Philadelphia Phillies have in common? Hmm. Well, the Angels fired their GM. Billy Epler had a year left on his deal. I don't know how he kept having a job. Well, I do know because I guarantee you there was a lot of ownership involvement. But at some point, the owner said, I'm not getting rid of myself, not selling the team. See you later, Mr. Epler. We've now wasted years of trout. The first year of Rendon, we're not wasting any more. Hmm, wait to see. Firing your GM does not make Andrew Heaney a number one starter. He's the guy who started opening day, I think, for the Angels. Firing Billy Epler does not make Shohei Otani an MVP caliber player, which, by the way, he's simply not. Matt Klentak of the Philadelphia Phillies has a real problem on his hands. Real problem. He hasn't been fired yet. Coca, are you sure that Klentak still has a job right now? They brought in Girardi, didn't matter. Traded for those bullpen arms at the deadline, made it worse. Remember when they traded for Workman and they traded for David Phelps and everyone said, this is it, Phillies are on the way. They couldn't win a game when they needed to. The last day of the regular season where MLB had this brilliant notion of having everyone play at the same time, which I love. The Phillies had a win, get a little bit of help. They couldn't even do that. And they got all the help they needed, ironically, when the Brewers and the Giants couldn't win. Unbelievable. It says here in my Super 8 ball. It's not called a Super 8 ball. That's a motel. What's the, um, it's a big black cue ball with an 8 on it and you shake it and it says what your fortune is. Um, a magic ball. Thank you, Coca. Coca's in midweek form. My magic ball tells me that Clentac is finished. All right, we don't have to edit that out. Yes, I don't have a magic ball. It's a magic eight ball. Just say magic eight ball. Just put it back in, Coco, when we when you release the show. Just have it say, and my magic eight ball says that Clintac is going to get fired. So there were a lot of takeaways from this season. My overall conclusion is this. We missed baseball. It didn't cure the country. It didn't heal the country the way we did in 9-11, the way we said it wouldn't. But what we did do is show that having sports and having organizations run like a business, understanding that they need to deliver a product to the consumer is a lesson that can be learned, should be learned, and will be learned by businesses around the country as we start returning or figuring out how to deal with the new normal. It doesn't mean that 2021 is going to be COVID free. It doesn't mean that 21 is going to be full of labor peace. It doesn't mean we're not going to have bumps and bruises along the way with breaking news. Baseball's in trouble. No one's watching. Games could be canceled. Owners crying poor. Players not getting enough. We may get all of that again starting November 1. But for now, we have successfully made it to October. It's playoff time. Yes. Let's go through it. What do we got? Well, the playoffs start tomorrow. And this season, you remember, we have the extra round. Nobody has a bye. The Los Angeles Dodgers open their playoffs on Wednesday. No bye against the Brewers. The Tampa Rays open the playoffs tomorrow, Tuesday the 29th, against the Toronto Blue Jays. No bye. 
It's a two out of three series. You got to win two out of three. There's no travel. And these are in the home stadium of the teams who have the home field advantage. So the top four seeds in the American League play the bottom four seeds. The top four seeds in the National League play the bottom four seeds. The top four seeds of each league are at home. Once this first round is over, which by definition will be over by Friday, every team still left is going into the postseason bubble in either Texas or California. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com One of the downsides of this two out of three is what people always complain about with the wild card elimination one and done is that if you have a bad game, you worked 162 games to try to make the playoffs. You're in the playoffs and you're out within nine innings. Or if you have a bad first inning, you could be eliminated like in the first inning if your starting pitcher has a bad one game. So they decide to make it two out of three games for this season. Not better. Because there will be upsets. It was a way to see that we called. There is no way in this tournament the top four seeds will advance for both leagues. It's simply not going to happen. Who are the slam dunks? Well, I'm sorry, Milwaukee. And you know I love Wisconsin. I love the Brewers and I love Yelich. I do. The slam dunk series is the Dodgers over the Brewers. The Dodgers will go with Bueller, Bueller, and Kershaw. The Brewers have an unbelievable bullpen with Williams and Hayter. They've got Yelly, but they're just not a good team. They're not hitting well. While Yelich will be at home in Southern California playing this two out of three, I don't even think it will make a third game. Slam dunk will be the Dodgers over the Brewers. What about upsets? Am I willing to call them? I am. Two upsets from a seeding standpoint that may not be upsets from an actual standpoint. And I'm a little bitter about this. Why were the Marlins in 03 when they were in the playoffs? Why were they underdogs all the time to the Giants, underdogs to the Cubs, underdogs to the Yankees? We had the best record in baseball after May 31st, maybe. We should have been favored. We were hot going to the playoffs, playing great, unbelievable top of the lineup, just everything clicking at once. 
Is it an upset if the Marlins beat the Cubs again? Not for me, but from a seeding standpoint, it is. I'm calling it. The Cubs team is struggling. Look up and down that lineup. When you have a team that doesn't hit, that gets exacerbated in the playoffs. When you have a team that feels like they don't deserve to be there, they don't understand what they're trying to accomplish, what they're accomplishing, they're just letting it go. They're playing fast and loose and easy. That is the Marlins. The Cubs have to face Sanchez. They have to face Alcantara. They have to face Pablo Lopez. The Marlins get timely hitting. The Marlins are like the Miami Heat. You may not be able to name anyone but one guy, but for whatever reason, and the one guy you name may be Jeter or Mattingly, but when they're together playing as a team, they are good enough. Marlins over the Cubs in an upset. What's another upset in the National League, which it's just because of seeding? As a matter of fact, Coca, we didn't even talk about this because we're not gambling. Are the Reds favored over the Braves? The Braves with their lineup, Ozuna's an MVP candidate. Freeman may win the MVP. They have zero pitching. Zero. Freed may be hurt. Meanwhile, the Reds are going to trot out. Trevor Bauer, game one. Luis Castillo, game two, and they've got Sonny Gray for deciding game three. Coca just whispered the Braves are slight favorites. Then that counts as an upset, doesn't it? That's an upset. The Reds over the Braves in the first round. What game do you have to watch? What series? Yankees-Indians. Can the Yankees somehow find a way to get to the World Series and lose to the Dodgers? Can they find a way to get to the World Series and win the World Series? Can they even get past the Indians? We know that Stan and Judge are back, but we know that they didn't didn't get a lot of reps during the regular season at all. Game one is the pitching matchup of the year. With Haley Baldwin's husband's brother's cousin pitching against the top free agent signing of last offseason. Shane Bieber, Triple Crown winner against Garrett Cole, Tuesday night, September 29th, game one. That series in general is too close to call. But here's a little hint on how to look at it. If Bieber beats Cole, the Indians win the series. If Cole beats Bieber, I still think the Indians win the series. (laughs) Yankees are slight favorites, but it's going to be really close. What's the other series that everyone's watching? It's going to get some national play, but it's too close to call. The Twins have a deep lineup, but they got some injuries with Buxton and Donaldson. But they're playing the Astros who no one is rooting for. Nobody at all. People were celebrating Altuve hitting 219. Don't give me that crap. Altuve is a 219 hitter when he doesn't have a buzzer, when he doesn't have a a garbage can or a face mask or an earpiece or a headband. Just like Yelich. What did Yelich finish at, Coca? What is Yelich a 219 hitter? No, he's not. 60 games is not a representative sample size. The Astros are a good team with Garrett Cole pitching for them. The Astros are a good team with Justin Verlander pitching for them. The Astros are a good team with Ozuna pitching for them as the closer. The Astros are a good team with Jordan Alvarez. Wait a minute. Did I just, I just named four people who have nothing to do with the Astros anymore because of injuries or trading or free agency. Uh-oh. Maybe the Astros just aren't that good. It's going to be a good series. Twins have a superior lineup. 
But Astros Twins, when you have the view that it's you against the world, it can make you play strong and big. Okay, so I want to go through each series. There's eight of them. And I want to give you a, a, I was going to say triple word score like Scrabble. It's not triple word score. I'm going on all eight series a wait to see. If I nail it, it's a yes on the wait to see. If I get it wrong, I'll, we'll revisit it. And I got it wrong. Let's go one at a time and just give it to you straight. Tampa Bay Rays are playing the Toronto Blue Jays. Toronto Blue Jays have those good young hitters with Vladimir Guerrero, did not have a great season. People are worried about him. They've got Ryu pitching game one, brought him in as a free agent. Remember, he was on the Dodgers. The Rays, they have Blake Snell. They have players who you've never heard of, you don't need to hear of, because they've got the best front office in baseball. They've got the deepest team in baseball. The Jays won't win a game. Rays over the Jays in two. Next, we go to Indians and Yankees. I think Bieber beats Cole in game one. And I think the Yankees lose this series in three games. Indians over the Yankees. It goes the distance in three. And with the Yankees losing the wild card round will lead to speculation about Brian Cashman's future, but it shouldn't. He's got two years remaining. He's not going to the Mets. The Yankees are not going to get into free agency again. They are going to have to have the players who they have, like Stanton, who just said that he was opting in. Not a surprise. The last seven years of the deal. $210 million are left. They need Stanton and Judge to be plain. Indians over Yankees in three. All right, Astros Twins is going to go the distance. I'm taking the Astros over the Twins in three. And the reason I'm taking the Astros is I believe in postseason experience. I believe in postseason moxie and success. I believe in anger. I believe in hatred. And I don't mean hatred amongst people. I'm talking about that burning desire to be competitive and to win and to just look at your opponents and say, I will not lose today. Astros over the Twins in three. What about the Oakland A's? We haven't talked about them. The Chicago White Sox. Remember when they were the it team like three weeks ago in a 60-game season three weeks ago? Might as well be three months ago. Everyone was all excited. They're winning like crazy. Abreu was the runaway MVP. He may still be. They got all the young guys splintered with some splintered, sprinkled with some veterans. They're playing the Oakland A's. Again, they lost their best player, Matt Chapman. Out. Done. They have a great closer, Hendricks. Can you name any of their starting players? It's okay. They're like the race. They do it in a way that small revenue teams can only dream of. The White Sox will not win a game. They're going in cold. They'll stay cold. A's over the Sox in two. By the way, the wait to seize are not just who wins, it's who wins in how many games. So each series has a chance to be a double winner, a split, or a double loser. When we have the A's over the Sox in two, if the A's beat the Sox in three, we win because the A's win the series. We lose because they won in three, not two. All right, National League. We already know what's going to happen with the Dodgers. Brewers, it's a sweep. Bueller, Kershaw. Interesting series, Tatis, the Padres. How exciting were they to watch? They broke their postseason drought. They brought in Clevenger. He's not, he's hurting. Lamett's hurting. Tatis, he's starting to hit, maybe hit a home run last game of the season, second to last game. Machado finally had a good season. 
Finally, I'm joking. He's an unbelievable player. He just had a bad first year in San Diego. He had a phenomenal 60 games in his second year in San Diego. He's still got eight years left. The Padres are getting better. They will not make it out of the first round. They're playing a Cardinal team who overcame adversity in the form of COVID. You look at their lineup and they don't look like they perform. You look at their pitch and you wonder how. You look at Adam Wainwright and you say, aren't you 70 years old? Yet somehow they found a way when they needed to get a win over the Brewers so they didn't have to fly to Detroit to play two makeup games today against the Tigers, which was going to have to happen if they needed to play those games to get in the playoffs. They found a way to beat the Brewers when they needed to. Cardinals are going to go the distance three over the Padres. I told you where I am with Marlins Cubs, and I told you where I am with Reds Braves. Marlins are going to beat the Cubs. The Reds are going to beat the Braves. Both those series will go the distance. Marlins over the Cubs in three. Reds over the Braves in three. We've got playoffs. Get ready. Check your local listings. Because starting Tuesday the 29th at around noon, there's like a game every hour. Wednesday, another eight games. Tuesday, there's only four games. Wednesday, there's eight games. Do you know that Thursday of this week, there could be eight elimination games in Major League Baseball? There'll definitely be four in the National League because every game, too, is an elimination game for four teams because four teams will be up one nothing. And if the American League is still playing Thursday, those are all game threes. Those are deciding elimination games. There could be eight elimination games on Thursday. We've got a week, and here in Miami, it's the number one place to be. We've got the Miami Heat in the finals starting Wednesday, the Marlins in the playoffs starting Wednesday. It's a great time for sports. It's overload. Stay with nothing personal because we're going to have it all covered minute by minute. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.